Happy Monday, September 21st, Cinebishes. It's time for our Twilight Discussion, Part 1. Hey everyone! Welcome back to another episode of the Cineboys Podcast. Today, we're going to do another film discussion, another academic film discussion, if you will. Um, Last time we did Arachnophobia, great movie, but I think we really wanted to get into, you know, just deep cinema art and talk about films that had such a massive impact on our culture and on just film in general. So we decided that we are going to discuss a little film called Twilight. So we all watched it over the week. We all took notes and we're all going to have a very academic and by no means malicious conversation about a movie that changed probably everyone's life. Even if you haven't seen it, it probably changed your life. Guys, you look excited. You look ready. I've never seen your faces so excited. Can I, uh, I just want to give Kenny some credit. Uh, No fee. So Big time there. Didn't have yeah, to rent. Did right. not have to Absolutely. pay to watch this one. Thank God. We'll let people know before this episode comes Thank out that it is free God. to watch on Amazon. So we highly recommend watching it before this podcast because big thing about this podcast and our discussion of it, there are going to be spoilers. We are going to be going through the entire plot of the movie and really just breaking down what makes it such a masterpiece. <laughs> Guys, how you feeling? You ready for this discussion today? Let's get it over oh, with. So ready. Over with? What are you talking about? Get it over with. Okay, well... No, I'm excited about the discussion of the movie. Okay, great. Well, we'll we'll get into it then. So, Twilight is a fantasy-slash-teen-slash-romance film. It is directed by Catherine Hardwick, who actually directed some pretty well-known, like, critically acclaimed movies, such as the movie 13, and also Lords of Dogtown. This movie stars... Kristen Stewart, Robert Pattinson, Billy Burke, and Peter Fascinelli. And if you don't know, it is actually based off the book Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. And this is the first film in a series of five films that came out between 2008 and 2012. Uh, this one in particular was released on November 21st, 2008. Never forget. So that being said, we'll kind of get into the plot and uh, we'll just kind of discuss the film. And we'll, we'll, you know, you know, give our hot takes on it and our educational, um, never mind. Anyways, so <laughs> the movie starts. Isabella, or Bella Swan, lives in Phoenix, Arizona with her mother, Renee, and stepfather, Phil, who is a minor league baseball player. Phil gets transferred to play baseball in Florida, so they decide to move there. But Bella decides to move in with her father, Charlie, who is the chief of police in Forks, Washington. Bella moves to Forks and is greeted by Charlie's friend, Billy Black, and Billy's son, Billy's son and Bella's childhood friend, Jacob Black. Charlie purchases a truck from Billy as a homecoming gift for Bella. So this kind of establishes the beginning of the film. One of the things that establishes is that Kristen Stewart's going to be narrating the whole movie, which is what we've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I, yeah. Perfect narrator. I want her to read all audiobooks that I listen to here mm-hmm. in the future. So full of energy 
and enthusiasm. And she I, she constructs sentences in ways that are so beautiful and aren't choppy and broken up and annoying to listen to. One right. of the things that I was really struck by in her narration is at the beginning she's talking about how much she's going to miss Phoenix, Arizona. But she already looks like a vampire, and I can't imagine Phoenix is a very hospitable environment for vampiric-like teens. There was a funny line in the beginning of the movie where she was like talking to someone. It's like you're from Arizona, and they're like something about being like, isn't everyone from Arizona tan or something? Yeah, it's a really just awkward weird. Right, line. and she was like, not everybody. <laughs> yeah, or she said something like, yeah, I guess that's why they kicked me out. Oh, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, way more <laughs> witty and and yeah. charming. But she she said it after she blinked like five times. Like, yep. I guess they I, I, <laughs> they kicked me out. I mean, right. what I learned is that um, Kristen Stewart is just really just playing herself in this movie. But it was it was extremely weird to see her and be like, oh, she looks kind of normal. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She looked very two thousand eight normal. Mm-hmm. She looked very different than what she looks like now. Oh, right. Like, I don't know if it was like makeup or just age, but she looks a lot different now than she did when this movie came out. Well, she wasn't out of the closet at this point, right? What does that have to do with anything, Kevin? I'm just saying she was what not expressing saying? her true identity at this point. You're right. You're right. She You're was right. conforming to social norms that kept her in a box. Also, she was in a movie playing a role. That's true. But was she? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't think she was <laughs> playing a role. I think she was playing herself. I, I will say this, that... Right off the bat, we are introduced to my favorite character in the entire series of movies, which I have seen all of them, and that's Charlie, her dad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So He's Charlie, awesome. I loved. I would hang yeah. with him. I would drink beer with him and watch baseball. And they I are think... on a first name basis as right. father and daughter, which is always a it's great always, start. Always cool. I just think he hits all my boxes as like the type of guy I want to be. Like one, yeah. sick ass mustache. Yep. Two, emotionally unavailable. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Hates crime. Yeah. Yeah. You know? no. He's a good dude. Charlie was a rounded character. Just try I would his watch best. a movie. I would watch a crime drama with Charlie as the lead character. For also sure. eats at the same restaurant every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of steak. Baller. For every meal. Lots of steak and I love it. Cobbler. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steak and cobbler. What a actually that sounds like a great life. Yeah. Man. Also, I'd like to point out when he's first like bringing her to his house, he has a driveway. But he decides, no, I'm going to park in the muddy grass in our front lawn instead. Yeah. I wonder if that had anything to do with the truck delivery that was coming the next morning. <laughs> Maybe. Hopefully so. Yeah. Anyways, upon her arrival, Bella meets the students at Forks High School on her first day, including Mike Newton, Eric Man. Yorkie, Jessica Stanley, I... Tyler Crowley, and Angela Weber. Really quick. I was shocked. I had no idea Anna Kendrick was in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I forgot I about didn't either. that, too. That was, yeah. I wrote Blew Anna Kendrick, mind. question mark, question mark, question it mark. It was like yeah. one of her first movies. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, um, she didn't know. She came on screen, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I yeah. forgot all about that. I So, yeah, when she's basically one of the first scenes is, there's a couple of things I took away from the high school scenes, and we'll get oh, into gosh. the cafeteria scene, which is like the big scene. But they start out with the, the volleyball scene. Where I'm pretty sure Kristen Stewart or Bella looks like she's never used hands before. <laughs> like, she's wearing like pajama pants playing yeah. volleyball and she's like, I told them not to it's let like, play. It's uh, like Arrested Development. Uh, right. <laughs> you still doing yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Still doing that? <laughs> I also like, I, pre- I actually appreciate this. And I said this to Catherine when we were watching it last night. 
that no cat watched it with you what a trooper oh she loves it like we've watched the whole series together and we probably will again before we die like honestly anyways so one of the things i noticed about like the high school like in general all the characters is that everyone's like super inclusive and nice yes yeah like, they were so it was the, the easiest making of friends i've ever seen i know so whenever so she, unrealistic whenever she hits the volleyball like just as if yeah like the worst volleyball player of all time hits the guy in the head my immediate thought is oh this guy's gonna be a dick yep and he's gonna establish himself as the bully and like she's gonna be bullied throughout the whole movie like immediately he's super nice and like hey it's okay and then like she has like 10 friends all of a sudden yeah and like three dudes are into her and the funny thing is she doesn't even want them she doesn't want the friends she just has them so great and the, the interaction she had with Eric first, he walks up and yep. he's wearing a shirt and tie. And so I'm like, yep. oh, this is like someone who works at the school. Nope, right. just a student wearing a shirt and tie who right. wants to do a cover story on the new kid. Yeah. Cover story. Yeah. Front page news that she's new to the school. Yeah. Yikes. You never seen a new kid before? Yeah, I really appreciate that they didn't go into like this weird trope of just like, she's got to be bullied. Like yeah, everyone's right. going to be a bully. Everyone's going to be a dick to her. No, like everyone's and they nice avoided and like, it so much, yeah. it was jarring. It yeah, it threw me off. It yeah. was so weird, right? Yeah, because I feel like typically how this movie would play out would be like she'd get bullied by everybody else, but then is just like way accepted by the vampire family, right? Right, and it's kind of the so opposite. total opposite. She yeah. seeks out the vampire yeah. and wants nothing to do with the normal kids. Yeah. Right, she like chooses like the shitty like vampire mm-hmm. family anyways mm-hmm. we'll get into that in a little bit at the cafeteria on her first day bella learns about the strange cullen family five teenage adult foster kids adopted by carlisle a young doctor in the community who is 23 years old and married to esme he's tw- supposed to be 23 yeah i, I guess huh. i didn't really talk about that in the movie but yeah he's he's supposed to be young and he's like has five like adult, adult children yeah <laughs> yeah so, like, there's this whole dramatic cafeteria scene where they're all revealed, like, in tears. Sequential order. Right. And then, like, gosh, they all look so goofy. Mm-hmm. And could Kristen Stewart be more thirsty when Edward walks in? My goodness. Also, I feel like when Edward walks in, they probably had, like, three different takes. And the director was like, hey, Robert, can you actually do it again? But this time, come in and walk through as if you're holding a fart. Because... <laughs> like, <laughs> That's what he looked like the whole time. He looked like... Kind of the same with that uh, kid with the curly hair that walked in before him. He's just always oh, like... Yeah. The, the 2000s, early 2000s Justin Timberlake? Yeah. yeah. He just looks so surprised by everything. Yep. Right. Yeah, it was so... I, I, you know, I get they need to like make it dramatic because they need to be this mysterious family. Uh, but they also talk about how like they're all together, too. Like there are two, right. two of them or yep. four of them are coupled up, and then there's just Edward. Anyway, so that brings us to the biology class scene where Edward, one of the <laughs> colon kids, Yikes. seems completely disgusted with Bella. Disgusted what, and also that, like needed to like, go to the bathroom at the same like I have was to Was it poop. disgusted? Was right that now. what he looked like to you? It was just the weirdest, like w- probably the weirdest scene in the whole movie. I paused yeah. and had to step away for a minute. He, he looked I, to me like me he was so in a Lonely Island music video. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It was horrifying. And I love how like she sits down and she starts like Yeah, smelling her hair like, and smelling shirt and herself. Stuff. And yeah. she's doing it so awkwardly, like Yeah. I don't and the funny thing is she's so affected by not having the immediate approval of this one dude where 
she's made instantly these other like right. friends. It's like you are who are so nice. Yeah, so nice. Right. Can you imagine if you're new and all of a sudden these kids just include you like that? It would yeah. it'd be amazing. It's, it's that's crazy. like this dream. Like, yeah. it's like Second, every kid, every high school kid, when they're in situations like that, feels so awkward and uncomfortable. So to have somebody mm-hmm. like go out of their way to make you feel comfortable is like awesome. In second grade, I moved new schools, and the first kid who talked to me was the kid who called me fat. Yeah, of course. And then right. the first two weeks, no one else talked to me, and yeah. I have no friends. Right. Mm-hmm. And she literally just throws this all away. Like, right. It's absurd. The, the guy who's sitting over there who's doing right. something weird in his pants is the one I need to be friends with. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she yearns to comfort Edward, but he is absent for a week. When he returns, he seems friendly and kind towards her, explaining that he was gone for personal reasons. Much to Bella's surprise, Edward's black eyes have turned golden brown. There's this scene in the cafeteria where Edward all of a sudden is back because he's been gone for a while. And one of the things I noticed was that he's like trying to like be mysterious and be like, oh, you shouldn't like be friends with me, like all this stuff. And one of the lines she says is, let's say for argument's sake, I'm not smart. Yeah. And I was like... Well, that you're not. You don't even have to say it for argument's sake. You're kind of dumb. <laughs> one of my favorite things is that he keeps saying, stay away from me, and he's the one that keeps approaching keeps her every single time. Right. Seeking her it's out. Like, Dude, right. then just stop approaching her. Right. Yeah, Come he, on. He approaches her, and I think they're on like a field trip later, and he just goes, we shouldn't be friends. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and, then, and, like, and then like five minutes the- later, he's like, hey, what's up? Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, like come exactly. on, man. It, it doesn't make any sense. Like he's so hot and keeps, cold, like, right? I know. So, at, at the parking lot, Tyler's van goes out of control, about to crush mm. Bella. Edward, who is standing by his car across the parking lot, far away from Bella, staring moves at her quickly, and stops yeah. the van, leaving a huge dent in the van's door and a small dent at the end of Bella's truck. Bella is the only one who sees this. So it's a, another thing where he's literally saying. All right, just avoid me. But he's being this creepy stalker, just jumps across and saves Bella from dying. Yeah, stay away from me, but I'm going to follow you yeah. everywhere you go. Yeah. Also, how did the kid driving not see him? I didn't, that didn't register. With I don't me. know. I think he like slipped in under the side of the window. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. So Bella tries to get Edward to tell her how he stopped the band, but he warns her against befriending him and that he might be a bad guy. The next day, their class goes on a field trip where she declines Mike's invitation to prom, and Edward relentlessly dodges her questions, but asks his own to her. Again, like, just being f- freaking weirdo. Can we talk about how she won the golden onion in science class? That was, like, such a subtle little thing. It's like, you're going to get the golden onion, and then in the hallway, they've got the golden onion. Yeah, she's just holding it. <laughs> yeah, I loved that part. That was, like, my favorite part of the entire movie. That's cool. That shows you how good of a movie this was. Yeah. So then, Bella and her friends go to the La Push Beach, and Jacob arrives with his two friends, Embry Call and Sam Uli. She persuades him to tell her a tribal story involving Cullen. So, couple hold on, things. Hold about on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The okay. best line in the movie happens during this scene. Oh, I agree. I wrote this Thank down. Thank you. As well. I was going to bring this up. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, I was going to say, first of all, I, I'm just going to make a little hot take here. Pacific Northwest, best beaches. For sure. Come at me. I want to go there. They're dope. I'm not going to disagree with you there. They're dope. But yeah, so then there's this this weird interaction between Bella's friends who like are great friends, go out of their way to make her feel a part Mm -hmm. of the group. 
and Jacob and his his friends, which I don't know if you guys know this, but they're werewolves. They don't really get into it in this you movie. But if you keep watching, but hold on, hold they on, happen they to be werewolves. They don't know they're were- werewolves yet, right? Because Jacob no. hasn't technically transformed. That's what my no. wife told me. Hmm. I don't remember that. She read the books. That's what your wife told you. <laughs> There's yeah. also a super weird interaction where when Jacob comes up. He's with two friends, and he's just like, hey. And instead of, like, passing by and, like, saying hey to someone, he just sits in the van with her. And, and she her just friends gives just, him a red vine. And yeah. she just gives yeah. him a red vine. And his friends, he doesn't introduce them. They're just awkwardly well, standing there. Well, it's like such Jacob, a weird scene. I, yeah. I, well, Jacob is, like, Bella's, like, long, oldest friend. Because they but knew it, each other from childhood. Yeah, so, but I mean, it was so – he's, like, walking by. He's like, hey, Bella. And all of a sudden, he's just in the van. And they're, he's eating red vines. Tom looks so, so, like – he just looks so bummed that we're having this conversation. <laughs> just, I don't, I don't care about this movie. <laughs> anyway, so that, in my opinion, this leads to like one of the best like beats of dialogue in the whole movie, where yeah. um, they basically start talking about the Cullens. The and Cullens one don't of Jake, come around here, right? <laughs> Jacob's friend. Cullens don't come around here. Next scene: Jacob and Bella are on the beach. What did your friend mean by the Cullens don't come here? And he's like, oh, oh you, you heard that? that. Yeah. Oh, you caught that? You caught that? Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he said, said it right to her. Literally to it's everyone. Like the la- it was right. the last line of dialogue. Right to And it was face. the most dramatic line of dialogue. Oh, you caught that? You caught that? Well, and then and he, he said proceeds, it to everyone. And then he, he proceeds to, to like tell this whole story. Like he he knows like the whole history of like both families and everything, and then he's just like, "Ah, eh, but it's probably not true." Like, yeah, I'm confused. It's just about a story, Bella. Just a story. Also, what happened to Taylor Lartner? Do you think he regrets this role? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Robert Pattinson like talks openly about how he it's like he regrets doing this movie. And I got some is, fun facts later too. Be, but this yeah. one literally like Taylor Lautner was hot every, you know, he was a yeah. hot item and where is he? Like what happened? He just couldn't he make the funky transition, with man. Long hair, man. Yeah, yeah that was a bad, bad idea too. Yeah, he cuts it attractive. for uh, New Moon, so stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for the haircut. Uh, I won't. <laughs> so a little, uh, little Catherine fun fact that she gave me last night. The director of this movie uh, went to UT Austin and was in the architecture department, like Catherine. So, you know. Okay. That's again, I'm proud of. Yeah, for sure, man. It's, you know, oh, okay. degrees of separation, man. Like, we, we just know all the celebrities down here. Probably should have mentioned that earlier. But anyways... Uh, so then, as Bella goes uh, with Angela and Jessica to Port Angeles to shop for prom dresses, Bella goes off by herself to find a book on Quilete Legends. I think I pronounced that right. Soon after that, she runs into a dangerous gang about to make their move on her before Edward unexpectedly appears to stop them. Edward and Bella later have a deep conversation regarding his ability to hear people's thoughts and his inability to read her mind, confessing it as very frustrating. In the meantime, a close friend of Charlie's is found dead in his boat. So this is the scene where Edward just shows up when Kristen or uh, Bella is being harassed by this gang. He doesn't just um, show just like, up. He comes yeah, out of nowhere with the flies in, like if you will, like a bat out of mm-hmm. hell. Wow, I see, I see you what you that. did there. Yeah. I oh. thought I, I I said Catherine. I was like, this is this feels like a Batman movie right here. So, yeah. I think uh, this is his plan when he went and auditioned. He just made a he just made a sizzle reel of all of his car scenes in Twilight. It's like, <laughs> yeah, Batman. My favorite part about that scene is when he's like, getting the car and he's facing all of the 
like would be attackers and just gives them this glare and they just yeah. take three steps back and like fall <laughs> over themselves mm-hmm. loved it yeah it then it just leads into this dinner scene where he's like reading people's minds and sex right sex. money money sex, sex. Money. Money. Cat. You can say that about anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) I hate it. Uh, So, yeah, so they. Oh, also, mushroom ravioli. Come on, Christian Stork. What the hell is that? I've never even heard of mushroom ravioli. I feel like that's something Catherine would love. (laughs) I didn't. Well, not about it. Catherine loves mushrooms, and I hate them. So, a little thing about a little deep dive into our relationship there. Now it's time for Tommy's Mailbag and Movie Anniversaries. Tommy's Mailbag and Anniversaries. Tommy's Mailbag, won't you read that mail to me? Everybody looks so excited today. Not everybody all at once now. Long week. Real long week. Yeah, well, good news. It's almost over. And then you can enjoy your weekend and pretend that um, the week never happened. That'll be nice. Think about that. All right. Well, enough chit-chat. All you talkative little people, let's read that mailbag. Tom, open that mailbag. All right. First question this week comes to us from Elizabeth in Kansas City. She says, you know, when you watch a trailer you know nothing about and it surprises you with a well-known actor at least three times... What was your favorite surprisingly slash almost unnecessarily star-studded movie? Hmm. I actually have an answer for that. I just saw this trailer the other night. I don't think it's one I'm excited for, but I definitely was surprised at the amount of actors that are in it. And it's Adam Sandler's Hoobie Halloween that's coming out on Netflix soon. People just kept popping up in it just like, huh. Interesting. That looks I was terrible. surprised. Definitely not excited for it. <laughs> yeah. Will I it watch looks it? Like Probably. All the same. It looks like all the same Adam Sandler actors. Yeah, I feel like Adam Sandler's just an ensemble in and of himself that he brings along to every one of his typical Adam Sandler movies. So, like, yeah. Uncut Gems doesn't count. But if he's ever in a movie, that ensemble comes with him. But I feel like there are more people than, like, his usual <clears throat> comedy castings. I don't know. I just was watching it, and, like, famous actor after famous actor kept showing up, and I was really surprised. Oh, well. That's my answer. Yeah, I'd have to think about it for a while. I don't know the last time I was, like, genuinely shocked, like, by someone showing up in a movie that I didn't know was there. Like, are you talking about... You went into the movie and you're like, oh my gosh, this person's in it. It's just like, oh wow. Hmm. Hmm. That's not like just a cameo. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. I don't think I have an answer for it. Mm. I'm just trying to think of like ensemble casts in movies that shock me. Well, (laughs) nice. I don't think this is going anywhere. <laughs> okay. Nice well. try, Elizabeth from Kansas City. <laughs> Next. Alrighty. 
Uh, oh, we have a question this week from Drew Went. Oh. Says, uh, first he freaks out a little bit. Uh, I'm just going to ignore that part, though, because <laughs> dumb. Anyway, he says, or he asks, what's the movie that made you laugh the hardest in the theater? Step Brothers. I can vividly remember um, cry laughing whenever they first sleepwalk. And I don't think I've ever laughed harder in a movie theater. I think for me it was uh, actually Horrible Bosses. I I have vivid memories of that one as well. Just cracking up in theaters. Yeah, because weren't we with Alex Gedeker? And he was just Mm -hmm. going crazy. And I made it even funnier. I also... (laughs) I think that so that might be my one for the entire movie of laughing the hardest, but I think the funniest moment of any movie I've ever been in a theater with was Anchorman 2 when the car is on autopilot. Because I was with Kevin, and I kid you not, he laid on the floor and laughed. And so that, that, that. moment in so and of itself. That's by far the, the hardest I've ever laughed in a movie. I was on the floor. I totally yeah. forgot about that. Wow. That sounds like an event. Ooh. Mob drinking a white claw? There's no laws ain't, with the claw. Ain't no laws when you're drinking a claw. Um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, laying on the floor in a movie theater seems pretty extreme, so it must have been I feel something. like I must have been like a little <laughs> liquored up before that or something. That doesn't seem Probably. like something I normally do. Probably. Let me just lay on the floor of this dirty theater and laugh. Yeah. <laughs> a move i must i would have never remembered doing that unless you had brought it up yeah the movie itself like you know it, it is what it was but that movie going experience was a mood that we were in and yeah. that is the hardest i've laughed in a theater but it was just sometimes that one when moment. you sometimes when you see a movie in the theaters full and you're with a big group of people it's just funnier and i'm pretty sure that was 100 percent who we were with it was like opening yeah. night or close to it was a pretty pretty laughy crowd it was a ragtag crew we were with no doubt i had a couple of couple of drinks whiskey cokes yeah who knows nice back in my youthful days (laughs) you're still like 12 years old you're not old yeah don't i am almost 30 well, you're, oh wow! You're hiding behind that <laughs> stick-on mustache. Wouldn't that be hilarious oh, if wow. I had just peeled it peeled off? Peeled it right <laughs> off. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna little... I'm gonna scour the internet for like a, a mustache. I'm gonna shave this off, and next time I come on, I'm just gonna mid mid record just <laughs> take it right off. Nice. That'd be mind. awesome. Cool. Well, Tom, what else we got in there? <sighs> You know, there is one more, but I'd is really, there? I'd rather really not dignify it with an answer. Because honestly, I didn't even know this was a, a thing that happened this week. I want to hear it now. <laughs> Maybe I don't. All right. Well, you know, our, our Does everybody buddy... read the email account but me? Am I the only one that doesn't read it beforehand? <laughs> well. I must be. I, I don't know what, I don't know what Tom's talking about. So I want right. to hear this too. Our good buddy, uh, Marvin from Chicago, <laughs> you know, Marv. he just wants to know what we think of Chris Evans 
sharing a, a, a dick pic <laughs> with everybody this past week. Oh, is that is that what it said? Uh, paraphrasing. Paraphrasing. I, mm-hmm. I'd like to hear the word for word. <laughs> you have access to the Gmail, Kevin. You Let can you can go I read can it yourself. It. <laughs> I don't think I do. I mean, if I do, Tom, I don't, don't be so bashful. <laughs> All right, here's what Marvin from Chicago had to say. What do you boys think of Chris Evans accidentally sharing a pic of his <laughs> fire hose of a dick last weekend? <laughs> I about died. Marvin from Chicago. <laughs> That Marvin, oh, he always I mean, I, keeps us on our toes, and he's so funny. <laughs> Good for him. That's all I have to say. Good for him. I thought it was funny. I think he handled it well. Oh, he handled it great. <laughs> well, how do you, I, on, I, I knew it happened. I didn't see how he handled it. Did he just say, well, now you know what America's penis looks like? No, he he's a, just like, hey. He made a couple uh, jokes about it. That would have been yeah, a response. Yeah, he's like. Hey, now that I have everybody's attention, remember to vote. Yeah. But that would have been a like, solid response. It happens. Yeah. I feel like he did put a screenshot yeah. up of that America's ass part at some point. He tweeted that out again. Oh, gosh, guys. Oh, man. Is that it for the mailbag, Tom? Sure is. Okay. Well, let's get into some movie anniversaries then. Sure thing. Happy five-year anniversary to Hotel Transylvania 2. Oh, not the first one. Not the first one. No. Not according to my well-thought-out research. Isn't there a third? Uh, Probably. I don't know. I think that was like the first one I heard in theaters, and I was like, oh, there's others. Yep. Anyway, happy 10-year anniversary to The King's Speech. God. That was such a boring movie. Real. Oh, I'm best sorry. Picture? Did it win? Yeah, best I'm sorry. Do boring movies win Best Picture? Yes. Yes. All yes. The they time. do. All no. the time. All yes. The time. Yes, they do. Very much. So. Yes. You guys, are, yes. you guys are ignorant. The artist. That is correct. You guys are ignorant. Uh, Grinding Nemo. Uh, <laughs> I, I can never remember the real name of that movie. Hey. That movie wasn't boring. Shape of water. It was just weird. Okay, get, no, it, it, get it right. It, it was boring too. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. What else? Happy twenty-five year anniversary to Devil in a Blue Dress with Denzel Washington. Ooh-wee. Can't say I I've uh, seen. You that sure, it's one. not the Devil Wears Prada. Uh, pretty sure. Okay. But you know, I uh, this week just seemed like kind of a stinker for anniversaries so i did a little extra research and Yay! discovered free movie anniversaries happy 30th to goodfellas ah, Yay! That's, now that's an anniversary yeah now that's now that's a fucking fire hose dick of a movie <laughs> if sure you know is. what i'm talking about i just watched the community one last night the community ripoff of goodfellas where they do the thing the with chicken, the chicken strips yeah yeah, I watched that one the other day. So good. Did you really? I'm going through it again. Yeah. That show's so funny. Yeah, me too. I'm dying laughing at night by myself in the basement at that show every night. <laughs> nice. That's great. Cool. That's all I got. Awesome. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for all your hard work. Thank you for everybody who emailed. Uh, remember, we're the Cineboys Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to email us, our Twitter and Instagram handle is simply at the Cineboys. Well, I hope you guys have a great night. Um, I hope your all your dreams come true. 
uh, tonight, like in particular. So um, that's cool. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll chat soon. Later. See you, sweet boys. Bye. Bye. That's it for this week. Be sure to subscribe to the Cineboys Podcast for new episodes every Monday. Follow us on Facebook at the Cineboys Podcast and Twitter and Instagram at the Cineboys. And Cineboys is part of the Cork Bats Podcast Network.